What's good, everybody? It's your man, the myth, the legend, the voice with this week's time out. This is where we take a step back and assess the game of life, looking to God for strategies to bring us true success. This week's thought, no love. As a proud Celtics fan, one thing I know about our fan base is that certain players always have a special place in our hearts. Names like Taco Fall, Rondo, and Big Baby Miller elicit warm feelings, the kinds of cheers that Ray Allen and Kyrie may not get. During all the free agent signings this season, a name that came up for many teams was Isaiah Thomas. From 2015 to 17, he was the face of Beantown basketball as a two-time All-Star. His career had a steep decline because of injury, one he played through in Boston while carrying the weight of his sister's death during the playoffs. He wanted the Seas to back up the Brinks truck for him. Instead, Danny Ainge sent him off to find his true worth in the league. Since then, he's played for eight different teams, including two stints with the Lakers and the G League, which means that it actually was kind of more like four stints with the G League, but I digress. He was called up by the Hornets this year, but Boston's faithful were campaigning for a return to the Emerald Isle. The Celtics used him. They chewed him up and spit him out like a piece of gum by a ticket scalper outside of the guard. Even though Ainge is now in Utah and the man who holds his spot coached Thomas, the Boston Brass, and got no love for IT. It reminds me of Samson, the 12th judge of Israel. Did the people drain and then discard him? No, it was the women in his life. One of the great reasons for this was that he was attracted to the very people that he was called to free Israel from. His first wife sold him out to her countrymen out of fear. His last lady also gave him over to the Philistines, but she did it for the bag. Delilah manipulated him into giving up his secrets just as his wife did through nagging. She exploited him for 1,100 pieces of silver for every man a part of the plot and put Samson in danger by facilitating his capture. Each time she showed her hand, Samson's head was in, or I should say he was sleeping. The last time his head was in her lap, he was arrogant enough not only to entertain the company of the enemy, but to purposely go to sleep in their presence. Now, when his head was in her lap, the Philistines removed the symbol of Samson's sanctification, breaking his vow with the Lord and thus separating him from the power of God. His is a cautionary tale. It's also a redemptive tale. It talks about and shares what happens when we get all chummy and buddy buddy with the ops. Yes, his vision was taken. His vision, which was to be used in leadership of God's people, but it was taken when they plucked his eyes out. While he was slaving away in bondage, though, his hair began to grow back and with it, his connection with the father and a foreshadow of Christ. As Samson, just like Jesus, gave his life to destroy the enemy and bring peace to his people. So even if you've lost connection with God, know that he wants to bring you back into the fold and he can still use you no matter how seemingly damaged you are. So here's the play. The enemy is not your friend. Whatever he brings to you that seems to benefit 
is only there to destroy you. He hates you. His goal is to still kill and destroy. So don't buddy it with someone who wants the very worst for you. Trust, there's no love there. It's your man, the myth, the legend, the voice with this week's time out. All right, time to get back in the game of life. Until next week, ready, break. <laughs>